Welcome to the Lifehouse Church Podcast. More information about Lifehouse and our senior pastors, Richard and Helen Kabakian, can be found at lifehouse.com.au. We hope you enjoy the following message. Are you ready? Luke chapter 1, verse 7. This is an, an angel appears to a man called Zechariah who is a priest. His, wife, his wife's name is Elizabeth. Very familiar story. Uh, verse 7 says, They had no children because Elizabeth was unable to conceive and they were both very old. I'm then going to skip down to verse 11. It says, While Zechariah was in the sanctuary, an angel of the Lord appeared to him, standing on the right, uh, standing to the right of the incense altar. Zechariah was shaken and overwhelmed with fear when he saw him. How many of you would you be as well? But the angel said, Don't be afraid, Zechariah. God has heard your prayer. Your wife, Elizabeth, will give you a son and you are to name him John. Does everyone know which John this is? This is John the the Baptist, right? Uh, Zechariah said to the angel, this is verse 18 now. Zechariah said to the angel, how can I be sure this will happen? I'm an old codger, I'm an old man. And my wife is also well along in years. So here's Zechariah, he doubts what the angel has to say. What happens next is quite profound. The angel says, I am, angel, I am the archangel Gabriel. I've sent a message to you from God. And the Bible says that he was then made mute. He could not speak up until the time his son was born. Have we got that one? Verse 34, we see Mary now receiving her news. Mary asked the angel, but how can this happen? I am a virgin. The angel replied, the Holy Spirit will come upon you and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. So the baby to be born will be holy and he will be called the Son of God. Two people receiving some news about something that was fairly important to the civilization of man, to mankind right across the earth. Two miracles One was impossible, the other improbable. Both of them questioned the angel. Mary, who doubted the impossible, received mercy. She wasn't made mute. Zachariah, who doubted the improbable, was made mute. And this morning I wanna talk to you that our God is the God of the impossible, but He's also the God of the improbable. And maybe you've never seen the difference, but I wanna challenge us today and I want our faith levels to rise this Christmas as we go into 2020. I want us to see the difference between the impossible and the improbable. Mary was told you're gonna have a baby, but no one is going to sleep with you, Mary. It's gonna happen through the power of the Holy Spirit. That's called impossible. That's like, that cannot happen unless God Himself makes it happen. We know that that's an impossible thing. But what, Mary, what, what Elizabeth experienced was still miraculous. It was still spoken by an angel and therefore it happened. It's still a miracle, but it's just improbable. And what do you mean by that? What I, what I mean is, There's lots of old people that are actually falling pregnant. Google it. 
I just looked up, there's a woman who's 74 years old who just gave birth to twins. God bless you. Have a great Christmas, everyone. We'll see you all next year. See, impossible is not able to occur, exist or to be done. Improbable is not likely to be true or to happen. These are the definitions of improbable. Doubtful, unlikely, far-fetched, questionable, inconceivable, unbelievable, unimaginable, unthinkable, 100 to 1. Okay, what am I saying this Christmas? Do you know we've all got dreams and desires, hopes and needs in our life? And there's no doubt about it. For you, it may seem like it's impossible, but God says, no, it's not actually impossible. It's just improbable. What does that mean? It means that there's other people that are achieving exactly what you're hoping to, but you just don't think it can happen to you. It's actually something, it's it's not like, oh, that cannot occur. No, you just don't think it can occur to you. See, what Mary said yes to was impossible. What Zachariah doubted was actually just only improbable. And today, I've got no doubt that most of us in this room believe in the God of the impossible. Why? Because we know that it cannot be done any other way other than by trusting God, believing God, having faith. But when it comes to the improbable, we don't tend to trust God in the same way. Because we just sort of think it's not that important that God would be involved, but it's probably not going to happen for me either. This Christmas, I want us to believe not only in the God of the impossible, but the God of the improbable. The things that you think, listen to what I'm saying to you today. There are things that you know, you know, that the God of the impossible could fix, but I just don't think He will. That's the improbable. Some of us have got siblings who are dealing with life-controlling issues and addictions right now. And the world would say it's highly unlikely they are ever going to change. That's the improbable. But it's not impossible. We've actually seen God do it before. We know that if I was to say to you, can God change that? You would go, oh yeah, He's the God of the impossible. Do you think He will? Oh, unlikely. That's the improbable. And I'm saying to you today, rather than focusing on Mary's miracle, let's focus on Elizabeth's miracle today. Let's focus on the, let's focus on the improbable, the things that you think, I know God could, I just don't think it will. It's not that big a deal. It's not like it's never happened before. But if we keep believing it's unlikely, friends, we're not gonna receive the miracle. And I want us to receive the things that we think are unlikely. And I believe in a God who is the God of the impossible, but I also believe He's the God of the improbable. The God of the improbable. It's not impossible for you to get out of debt in 2020. It's not imp- we all know that and to get back on track. But for some of you, you think it's improbable. See, we wouldn't dare say God couldn't do it. We wouldn't dare. If you, no, we, we, we would never say that about God. We watched a beautiful video during our Christmas service where Priscilla said to all of us in those church services, she said to us, you know, if you had told me that my husband would one day be worshipping God, I would have said, yeah, yeah, God is the God of the impossible. But I just didn't think it would actually happen. What is she saying? I believe in the God of the impossible, just not the God of the improbable. The things, are you getting this today? Let's take some of the things that are in the improbable basket 
and let's bring them over into the faith that God believes is necessary for things to work out. There are some single people in this room and you're getting older Christmas by Christmas. Let's be honest. And if I was do you believe God could bring someone into your life? Oh yeah, He's the God of the impossible. Do you think God can bring someone into your life? Unlikely. Come on, let's believe in the God of the improbable. Let's forget about the God of the impossible for a moment. We've heard a lot about Him. He's awesome. Let's talk about the God of the improbable, the God of Elizabeth and the God of Zechariah. She could have fallen pregnant in normal human circumstances. There are ladies that are still falling pregnant now, but it was just improbable for her. God is a good God. And there are some single people in this place and you're thinking, you know what? I just don't think I'm gonna find someone. You know, when I was, when, you know, I didn't, not that I was getting older, but you know, I was, all my friends were getting married and I was still living the single life. And I remember going to IGA over there in Pasco Vale and living the single man's life. I didn't have to think about anybody else. So I bought myself a one toothbrush and the smallest toothpaste you can find. And I bought one apple and, you know, and I, I put it all on the counter and there was a 16 year old girl there. And, and uh, she's like, boop. And she's giving me the look, you know, you know, cause buying one apple is very painful apparently for people. <laughs> and she's got the little toothpaste and she's like, and then she looks at me, she goes, single, are we? <laughs> I thought, what a smarty pants. So I couldn't help but be sarcastic back. And I went, oh, how did you work that out? And she went, because you're ugly. <laughs> That's just a joke, by the way. <laughs> just a joke. God loves the improbable as much as He loves the impossible. But we don't write songs about nothing is improbable. Which, the improbable doesn't get much of a mention. It's always the impossible. But I'm telling you, there are a lot of things going on in your life that not even the God of the impossible needs to step in. It's just the God of the improbable who does. But we need to have the faith for that. And we need to be keep believing. For, I'm getting messages from people all over the world right now. Merry Christmas, bro, to you and all the family. Have a blessed day and tell Lifehouse I love them. There you go. That's from Japan, Poland. This week, this week, I got a text message, as did some of you. There is a builder in our church. And, uh, you know, he has been working on a huge job. And he's got a whole lot of uh, staff that work for him whole lot of employees and uh, he is working on a massive job and he gets a text message from the builder because he hasn't been paid for three months yet. He's had his workers out on site spending heaps and heaps of money on materials and he gets a, a phone call or a text message from the builder saying, I don't think I can pay you. To which he says, what do you mean by that? He says, I am considering going bankrupt. None of the trades have been paid. None of them have been paid. He then says, I know of someone else that was in the same position as myself and they just simply went bankrupt. I really don't want to do that, but I think I'm left with no other option. I think I'm gonna have to go bankrupt. How many of us know that you need God to step in about now? Now, instead of keeping that to themselves, this couple sent out a text message and many of us in this room actually got that text message. I don't know, about if, I don't know what anyone else did. I actually prayed. 
And I said, God, it, this, is not even, this, is not, this is not a huge thing for you. It's just highly unlikely that the builder will pay. It's, it's, it's far-fetched that he won't go bankrupt and will pay everybody when it's just much easier for him to go bankrupt. Are you hearing what I'm saying? God, we, we don't even need the God of the impossible right now. I'm just saying, God, I know it's unlikely, but I still believe that you're the God of the improbable. Now, I didn't, I didn't use those words. Didn't use those words, but that's what I meant. God, this isn't a big thing for you is what I'm saying. And, and, and so I prayed and I'm sure many others did. Well, you know what? Two days later, the builder says, you know what? I don't know what I'm, but I'm and he paid everybody out. He paid everybody out. Now, when I say everybody, I'm talking about that man's business and all of his employees. I don't know what he's done to anybody else, but that couple prayed. And right now, as we speak, they are celebrating Christmas. All their employees have been paid because God came through for them because He's the God of the improbable. He is the God of the improbable. There's a, a, a friend of mine and his son, and this story has gone all over the world right now, but I'm still gonna leave names out of it. But he's, he's a great friend of mine. And his son, his, his, his only son, as, he's, as, as he was growing up, got involved with the wrong crowd. And his son found himself with a full-blown um, ice addiction. Now, how many of you know that that's, that's, that's a hard addiction to break? And I remember sitting with this couple and, and they were crying and they said, how has this happened to us? This is a godly couple that love Jesus and have been serving Jesus a long time. And they were pray praying and I remember them sitting with me and they said, how has this happened to us? I said, look, I don't know how, how this has happened to you, but I do know something. God can help that young man. And they looked at me and they said, yeah, but that's unlikely. What are they saying? If I had said to them, do you believe in the God of the impossible? They would have said yes, but they just don't believe in the God of the improbable. But I remember that we sat around and we spoke and we spoke and we talked and they got angry at, at times and they were trying to blame some other people. And I said, guys, let's stop blaming people. Let's just start talking to God. Well, lo and behold, this young man, because of a series of events, finds himself at Teen Challenge, has a radical transformation, finds himself at Hillsong Church, is now on staff at Hillsong Church. He's actually serving God. He's one of their main leaders now in their marketing department. We serve the God of the improbable. And if God did it for this guy, He can do it for you. He can do it for your finances. He can do it for your family. We're not even calling upon the God of the impossible. He's just, come on, most of our needs are just improbable. You earning a degree is not impossible. It's just highly unlikely it's going to happen. You getting out of debt is not impossible. It's just highly unlikely that it's going to happen. Well, good news. He's the God of both. He's the God of things that just cannot be done without Him. And then there are things that He says, with me, I can make things possible for you. Because He's the God who makes it happen. Joshua making the sun stand still was... Oh, okay, let's try that again. Because I don't, I don't know of many people that have done that lately. Joshua making the sun stand still was impossible. But, jo but David killing Goliath, what was that? That was just improbable unlikely that he was going to defeat such a big giant, but not impossible. I mean, the guy could have hit his head on a rock and died. Well, that's sort of what happened anyway. But <laughs> Second, Second Chronicles chapter 14, verses nine to 12. I'm gonna bring it home with this story. Here's a king called King Asa, A-S-A. And it says, once an, Ethiop an Ethiopian named Zerah attacked Judah with an army of a million men and 300 chariots. They advanced to the town of Marashah. So Asa deployed his armies for battle in the north of... 
Verse 11, watch this, watch this. Then Asa, I love this, I love this. Then Asa cried out to the Lord his God, O Lord, no one but you can help the powerless against the mighty. Help us, O Lord our God, for we trust in you alone. Why was he praying that way? Because that was an impossible situation. His small army against a million people, that's impossible. Come on, let's be honest. That's, that's an impossible task. It says, do not let me and men prevail against you. Verse 12, so the Lord defeated the Ethiopians in the presence of Asa and the army of Judah and the enemy fled. Great news, hey? Impossible, praise to God. God comes through for him. Great story in the Bible. It's awesome. But chapter 16, only two chapters later, verse two, King Basha, Seizures, seizures, it's actually, well, the the word is S-E-I-G-E-S. Seizures. He's the God of the improbable, guys. It It wasn't impossible for me to say, it was just highly unlikely. Surrounded by an army. He's surrounded. Not a a million people this time, just a small army. And they surround his city. Verse two, have a look at this. Asa responded by removing the silver and gold from the treasuries of the temple of the Lord and the royal palace. And he sent it to King Ben-Hadad of Aram, who was ruling in Damascus along with his message. Along with his message. Verse three, let there be a treaty between me and you. What's, what's going on here? What's going on here? King Asa has got a much smaller battle going on, but he doesn't turn to God this time. Now he turns to his friends to try and, get, try and find his own way out of a much smaller miracle. Are you hearing this? Right? And so this is what he does. He says, I am sending you silver and gold. Please break your treaty with King Basha of Israel so that he will leave me alone. Have a look at what happens in verse seven. At that time, Hanini, the seer, came over to King Asa and he said to him, because you have put your trust in the king of Aram instead of in the Lord your God, you missed your chance to destroy the army of the king of Aram. What's he saying to him? Why did you turn to men rather than keep looking to God? Oh, because it was a smaller miracle. It was the improbable. Listen, the big things, we always turn to God. But the smaller things, we go, I think I can work this out myself. And God says, why would you do that? I am the God of the impossible, but I'm also the God of the improbable. I'm the God who can make this work. I I helped you with the big things. Why can't I help you with the small things? Listen to what I'm saying this morning. God has done the big thing. God became a man. He grew up. He died on the cross. He forgave you and me of our sin. That's the impossible. We couldn't do that for ourselves. God God is saying to us, I am the God of the impossible. I've done it for you. I've done the big. You are all going home to heaven if you have Jesus in your heart. You are cleansed. You are free. You are a powerful people. God's done the big, but now He would say, but why aren't you letting me into your relationship? Because that's the small. And it's so funny how we can trust God for salvation, but we can't trust Him that He can change our husband. We can trust God for salvation and that He's gonna raise us from the dead, but we can't trust God that some of our creditors will pay. 
God would say to all of us today, hey, listen, I know you believe I'm the God of the impossible, but can you believe that I am the God of the improbable? The things that you just think, I just don't think it's gonna happen. What are you believing right now that you just, I just don't think it's gonna happen. I just don't think I'm gonna be financially well off by the time I retire. Highly unlikely, great, God says. Great, because can I come into that? No, 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 I'm very busy talking to everybody else, but I'm not talking to you about that, God. And God says, why not? Why, why wouldn't you let me into that part of your world? Because Elizabeth probably could have had a child at some point in time, who knows? But God still says, but no, no, I wanna be involved in that. Give someone the biggest high five you can and say, God wants to be involved. God wants to be involved. Proverbs chapter three, verses five to six says, come on, read this out with me with one loud voice. One, two, three. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Do not depend on your own understanding. What are we meant to do? Seek His will in all you do and He will show you which path to take. What a great verse. That's our verse for this year. And why would we do that? Because Romans chapter eight, verse 32, really brings it home. It says, since He, God, did not spare even His own Son that we are celebrating today, but He gave Him up for us all, won't He give you everything else? Did you hear that? If God died on the cross so that you could be saved, have all your sins forgiven, wouldn't He also wanna help you find a life partner? Wouldn't He wanna do that? If the one who died and had nails in his hands so that you could be free, doesn't he, doesn't he also wanna help you with your mindset, overcoming depression and anxiety? Yes, he does. Come on, for some of us, you've got, you've got anxious thoughts going on all the time and you've put it in the, yeah, it's just highly unlikely that I will ever change. And God says, I wanna challenge that today. I think I could change that. You know, going on your normal path, it probably is far-fetched and unlikely and unimaginable. But God says, but I'm the God of the improbable. Can we get to know the God of the improbable? Hey, what are you dreaming about? That you think, oh, it's just, I'm too old now. Or I'm too young. God says, I'm here. He says, I can do more than you can ask or think. The God of the impossible is in this room. And so is the God of the improbable. Which one do you need today? He's the one God. Which one do you need? Who do you need? If you don't know Him, you need your sins forgiven. You need the God of the impossible because you can't forgive yourself. You can't have your own sins cleansed. Someone, has to, someone else has to cleanse you. He's done that for you. If you haven't done that, then you need the God of the impossible. I would imagine that for most of the room, you just need the God of the improbable. The things that you think, I just don't think this is gonna change. 2020, God says, bring it on. Come on, you bring it on. Challenge me. God, if you did it for Zachariah and Elizabeth, you can still do it for me today. You can do it for me today. What do you need that is highly improbable? Hi, I'm Richard Kabaki and pastor of Lifehouse Church. Just wanted to say thank you for listening to this message and I hope and pray that you feel that it's added value to your life. 
My greatest desire is to see people develop a personal relationship with Jesus, which can begin by praying a very simple prayer. I'm going to pray that prayer right now, and if you'd like to begin that relationship, you can just repeat after me. Lord Jesus, I need you in my life. I choose you as my only hope of being forgiven. Please come into my life and let me begin a relationship with you that will last for all eternity. If you've prayed that prayer, we would love to know about it and celebrate your fantastic decision. You can do that by sending an email to mydecision at lifehouse.com.au. We look forward to hearing from you.